internal relationships are, are really important to get right. A partnership with sales, client services, operations, and the product management team is is key. You're only going to be as successful as the relationships you have with stakeholders. A product cannot get out to market and be successful by the sheer force of a product marketing manager trying really hard. But you also need to have that partnership because that's where you'll get that exponential growth when everyone believes in the product and is helping uh, with its success. You are listening to This Is Product Marketing, brought to you by Product Marketing Hive, the product marketing community that gives back. I'm your host, Louise Liu. In this episode, Jason Schifrin, Senior Product Marketing Manager at Roku, shares his experience in product releases. Let's dive into it right now. Welcome, Jason. Thank you for having me, Louise. Really happy to be here and talking to you today. Great, great. You were a production assistant at ESPN. Now, uh, as a product marketer, maybe can you tell us a little bit, how did you get into product marketing? Sure. Yeah, I originally started at ESPN because uh, I had a love for video production and sports. But I quickly found out once I got that job that it meant working nights, weekends, and holidays. I uh, wasn't so happy about that. Uh, it definitely was a different kind of lifestyle. And there are plenty of people that do it and, and really enjoy it. Uh, but realized it wasn't for me. Uh, So I transitioned over to the ad sales side of the company and learned the ropes uh, in digital advertising and really learned a lot about the different roles. Found myself in a a role that ended up being a product marketing role, and I didn't realize at the time. And it was really where I fell in love with this concept of launching new offerings and solutions. Uh, At that time, I made a connection at a networking dinner that I almost didn't go to, because I didn't know anyone there and I, I wasn't so sure you know, who would I talk to, how would it go, but made a connection and ended up finding a lead at Roku a few months later. So you never know uh, when you accept kind of those types of dinners or networking events, what comes of it. I've been at Roku for about four or five years now, and it's been a really great experience going deeper into the product marketing role. Thank you for sharing. That's interesting. Now you're currently working as a senior product marketing manager at Roku. So tell us a little bit more about your current role, your responsibilities. Yeah. So at Roku, it's it's really exciting to be here. Uh, we're the number one streaming platform in the US, Canada, and Mexico. So when we're launching ad products and formats, so there's a lot of responsibility because a lot of people are being exposed to the new things we're building. I oversee a team that works directly on the release of new products and solutions for our advertising business. So we build ad formats, reports, uh, different types of opportunities for advertisers to come in and buy from us. I see. I see. So um, before we get into this topic, let's go back to the basic. Uh, Maybe tell us in your own words, what is a product release? And then how is it different from a product launch? Yeah, it's, it's a really great question. Uh, we break things up into different levels. So at the top, we'd probably consider that a product launch. It'd be something pretty, pretty big and impactful for the business and our advertising clients. Uh, while product release would be maybe a bit more minor, adding additional features to something that exists already. Uh, identifying what products fit into what bucket is is really important. As a company, we're focused on innovation and capabilities that will scale. So having a mixture of both is really, really important. A good example of a, a product launch is something we did a couple of years ago. We call it an incremental reach guarantee. That solution allows an advertiser to purchase inventory directly from Roku. 
and we'll guarantee that the viewers exposed to that inventory is not being exposed to that same ad on linear TV. And that product launch was was really fun to work on. It re required collaboration with a ton of different teams. This was something that we did press around. So we had to work with our public relations team. Our leadership team was very involved in the product and the messaging and the strategies in which we were going to use to get it out to clients. We had to work up a new pricing model and work with pricing teams and accounting teams because this is doing a sort of guarantee off of something that's never been done before uh, is always fun, but you're you're kind of setting a new precedent. So that's a good example of a product launch where there's things that are not as standard and it might take some time to really go down and work on. Uh, a product release can be easier. Sometimes it can be hard as well, uh, but it, it's really about there's something that exists and how do we add new things, minor or even sometimes major feature enhancements to that product. Uh, an example of that would be uh, to our self-service ad buying platform, OneView. It allows advertisers to go in and purchase ads directly from us and, and other inventory sources. If we were to add a new dashboard for reporting or a new optimization capability, uh, it would be more of a, a product release, if it's something making a dashboard better or a tactic better, where we could send a message directly to the customers in our platform. So we have a, a different type of checklist based off of where where something fits on that scale of product launch to product release. Do you have a repeatable process for product releases? And then can you just walk us through? Yeah. So at Roku, we do have different types of advertising products, everything from a new ad format on our home screen to a self-service buying tool like in, in our platform OneView. It's really important for us to have a notion of standardization across our team. We have a bunch of different product marketers that work in different areas, and we all end up working with similar internal stakeholders and a similar group of clients. So having that standardization is important. Most of the time we are working with product managers who have a quarterly roadmap and work with an engineering team to build that roadmap. We play uh, a role in helping to prioritize that roadmap based off of feedback from internal stakeholders and clients. And once that product or feature is built, we'll take it through the go-to-market process. We'll have a checklist for each functional area, what we need to accomplish on each of the releases, and really make sure that we're going through that checklist, that every team is helping to contribute to the go-to-market. Examples being operations to run the product, the pricing, the marketing materials, if we have a beta period, what exit criteria will be, who are our target clients, what are our value props. And then once that product is ready, we'll start with a closed or open beta phase to ensure that we're taking learnings in, we made the right assumptions, and if even if those assumptions were slightly wrong, we can adjust in real time before it becomes a generally available product. Often too, we'll find, oh, is it our messaging landing? Do we need to think about this product differently? Are our clients thinking about it differently? Operationally, if it's something uh, that our team is helping to work on uh, for clients, do we have all of the pieces of the process figured out? And if not, where do we have to fix that? We'll generally be in, in a beta period for a quarter or two before it becomes uh, more broadly available. I see. Thank you for sharing. So I'm wondering, for uh, for example, the Roku One View, this product, what is the cadence of product release? Yes, it's a great question, Louise. We generally plan at a quarterly basis. So our product managers will come up with all of the features that they want to build and get commitments from our engineering team uh, each quarter to say, here are the five or 10 or 20 things we're looking to do. And we'll get that roadmap that roadmap can really vary quarter to quarter. We do have product releasing all the time. 
some quarters will be a couple really big product launches, while other quarters might be more product releases and a handful of things. What we'll also do is, as a product marketing team, is really analyze that roadmap and try to figure out if things can be grouped together. So can a new dashboard that shows a reporting capability and a new campaign optimization tactic be put together and be one release so that we're making it easier to understand how it works end to end. We're going in once to train stakeholders. That's great. So looking back, um, can you share uh, with us some of the particular challenges that you run into or typical challenges that might run into for releasing products? Yeah, uh, there, there are definitely a lot of things you learn every product launch. So if I had to distill it down to three themes, I would say the first is repetition is key. Really strong believer in that. You can't just launch a product and mention it once and expect it just to take off. Uh, one training, one sales pitch, you know, one blog post is not going to be the thing that leads to uh, hockey stick growth where it kind of shoots up into the right. Uh, it would be easier. Jobs would be a lot easier. Uh, but it's really important to bring the value props and the benefits of a new product and weave that into multiple touch points and training sessions, whether that's uh, doing a training session again or joining regular meetings with sales and client services teams, joining meetings with clients repeating the the value prop of a new product. And then also hearing what people are saying about it is really important. If you just think about the way you learn, at least I know myself, if I'm being trained on something from someone, I'm not just going to walk away from a, a 30 minute presentation or read a blog post and say, okay, I get it, I sold. Uh, usually it takes a, a lot more to really sink in. So also we've learned partnering with other marketing teams in our ad, ad platform organization and ad sales organization is really important. So we will work to kind of put a new product on the shelf, as we would say, and then partner with a vertical marketing team. So a marketing team that works with advertisers in a, in a vertical like insurance or pharma or CPG, and we'll make sure we're explaining the benefits of new product and help them figure out you know, where does this fit into the narrative we bring to those types of clients. A good example of that would be a, a partnership we just launched with DoorDash, which is really exciting. It allows an advertiser to purchase an ad directly on the Roku home screen and offer viewers a promotion on delivery. It was important for our team and the product manager that worked on that to partner with the different verticals as the value proposition for an advertiser in retail versus QSR is slightly different. So partnering with different marketing teams to figure out, okay, how should we tweak this messaging and let you run with it and, and build on what we're working on is, is really important. And then lastly, I would say something will always go wrong. <laughs> as much time as you spend planning for a product launch or release and you have checklists and you triple check and double check, something always unexpected does happen. Uh, I would say in terms of product releases or launches that don't go as well, and it's all about pivoting and finding out why it's not going well. So working with an internal tiger team core of experts on the product launch, where is it failing? Is it not the right time to release this product? Is there not a product fit? You know, that might have a different set of ways to address it. Maybe you slow down on it. Maybe you wait on it, or maybe you just tweak the value proposition or find a different set of customers for that product. Um, is it you know an internal problem where maybe the product is not doing what we said it was going to do? Uh, and th there's plenty of ways to dive in and resolve that. So uh, a perfectionist attitude in product marketing is hard to have. Uh, you should aim to do the best job you can, but you should know that especially in 
advertising technology, I'm sure in many other industries, there are going to be learnings that come as soon as you go to market. Earlier, you mentioned that you work closely with product managers, and that this is especially true for you know product、uh, release.、Um, so, in your experience during a product release, are there any areas where product managers and product marketing managers struggle to determine the ownership over? It's it's an interesting、uh, it's an interesting question because I have found. In my experience in working with a lot of really talented、uh, PMMs and and PMs, everyone works a bit differently. So I am a strong believer in building that relationship with the product managers, because I would say every every pairing works slightly different. And to say to spend hours in a room to to write down job descriptions、uh, could be a futile exercise. It's really important to know. Product manager, the CEO of the product, they own the roadmap, the prioritization. Like there are core things that every team owns. But where I've seen a lot of success with product launches, releases, updates is when two people kind of come together and figure out areas where they lean in on. So, for example, a, a product manager might be really interested and really good at helping to define customer personas and thinking in terms of customer personas, which would technically on a job description. Maybe fall on the product marketing manager. If you have a product manager that's really strong, and now there's no reason to、uh, to get territorial. It's it just makes everything easier, right? And you can partner together, so that's really exciting. You know, some product managers are going to be really focused on maybe the technical aspects, making sure something works, being in the weeds with data science and engineering teams, and a product marketing manager might have to step in more with market context and、um, how a product will get packaged and sold. So there's really no size fits all, and I think it's all about that flexibility and building that relationship, and over time figuring out、uh, where people are gravitating towards, and then like how do you plug in together to to deliver the the best product possible. Makes sense. Great. Right now,、um, product marketing function reports to product. So, in your opinion, how does this help your product release、uh, process versus alternative? Yeah, we have a really great formula at Roku that I really love. Being a part of the product team, we are very close with our product management counterparts, and we have found this idea of product marketing managers and product managers working in pods. So trying to have eighty percent of the same work in a product area will really build trust and foster strong relationships. It's key that as product marketers, we have access to internal and external customers.、Uh, we really need to have our pulse on the market, what people are saying. Identify trends, and with that information, it's really important on the product marketing side to paint that picture for the product manager. We make it very clear the product manager owns the roadmap, the prioritization, the vision for the product,、uh, but we really look at it as a team effort where we see the value in bringing them to client meetings. We sit down in rooms and ideate on roadmap, prioritization, product ideas, and. Really, the beauty of being on a product team is being able to bounce ideas off each other、uh, and get feedback from each other before a decision is locked in. So, really enjoy、uh, the partnership we have with the product team. I would say, even if you don't report to a product team,、uh, think of yourselves as one team. You're only going to be successful as the product is, and they're only going to be successful as you are in terms of understanding. Personas, the market, the opportunity, what's working, what's not working. So I think really having a team mentality and not 
a you versus me type of mentality, which I've personally never seen in, in, in this job. I've seen a lot of collaboration, I think is important. It, like any any job, it's you're only going to be as successful as the relationships you have with stakeholders, including your other folks, not just product managers, client services, other marketing teams, the sales team. You also need to have that partnership because that's where you'll get that exponential growth when everyone believes in the product and is helping uh, with its success. Yeah, thank you for sharing. It sounds like Roku has really great product marketing culture. It must be fun to work in uh, Roku. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really great experience. We were uh, just named one of Fast Company's most innovative companies for 2023. And I would say for anyone in product marketing out there, you know, that's always a good thing when your company is being recognized for innovation. Uh, so having the opportunity to be externally recognized that your company is innovative definitely gets you really excited to come to work every day. Great. Congratulations on that. So after you've released a product, and then, uh, at this point, how would you define uh, success for a product release? Yeah, it's what's unique about Roku is the concept that what we build for advertisers also has a direct impact on our streamers. And so we have a responsibility to make the the TV streaming experience seamless and enjoyable, uh, which means we have to spend a lot of time thinking about any new ad formats we introduce on the home screen uh, or we put into content. So those features have to delight customers and, and they also have to perform for advertisers. So there's almost two sets of of ways to look at, at it. It's one is what is the impact on the customer experience, the streamer experience? And are we hitting all the marks there? For the advertiser, you know, you'll have your traditional KPIs. How well is it selling? If it's something that our team has to operate and do custom, are the executional details in order? Does it work end to end for something to go GA? Do we have campaign reporting that will prove out the value of this feature? And then generally for advertising products across the board, we measure success by a few key areas, the revenue generated by the product and the types of revenue. Are we getting new business? Are we upselling current clients? Really important to get the feedback from the market and sales team as early as possible. Is the message landing? And if it's not, and people aren't interested or buying the product or solution, why not? And what are the themes there? And where do we have to course correct? Customer satisfaction uh, and advertiser satisfaction. Do they feel once they've purchased or or run the product that the reporting and insights we provide back are up to par and showing them the value of the product? Ultimately, the, the product does have to perform. So if we say it's going to lead to a lower cost per acquisition, is it doing that? And that's really important to measure. It's really important to make sure that internal teams have a high satisfaction. So can they operate the product when it goes to a general availability? Can they speak to it, run it, and, and know how to handle it? And if not, that is something that we have to fix. Even if everything else is a green light, we need to make sure that our internal teams can support the product in a seamless way. An example of a really great product release we had was in our OneView ad platform. What we were able to do was add in data from the Roku operating system that showed the incremental reach of a streaming campaign across Roku and, and other types of media bought through the platform to linear TV. So how many streamers are you reaching that weren't exposed on linear? We were able to put that into the hands of buyers. And when we demoed that product, the sales team got a lot of inbounds to, to go show that product to customers, which led to more new customers, 
higher average campaigns and ultimately helping to retain customers. So that's a really good example of an impactful feature and a unique value proposition that we can bring uh, that we've seen a ton of success with. Thank you for sharing. This is interesting. Uh, so we're getting to the end of our time here. Do you have any final thoughts to share with our fellow product marketers? Yeah, I, I would say put yourself out there, even if it's uncomfortable. You never know where an industry dinner or event may lead. It, it might end up leading to, uh, to a dream job or, or your next job. Internal relationships are, are really important to get right. A partnership with sales, client services, operations, and the product management team is, is key. Find good ways of working with everyone uh, as you're only successful uh, if they're successful and, and vice versa. It's important to remember the job isn't cookie cutter. Uh, being comfortable in the uncomfortable is is important in this field. There's no perfect way of doing this job. And there's many different ways to be successful in product marketing. There's a lot of opportunity to to kind of make it your own. It's a newish field. If product management is about 20 years old, product marketing is maybe only about 10 years old. So it's still evolving. Different companies and different areas of companies have a different definition of what product marketing is. So I would say always look at the job posting uh, or the opportunity, understand where it fits on the product to marketing scale and if it aligns with what you like doing, because there's plenty of opportunity out there for everyone. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Louise. Great talking to you.